This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Green Room. Now, whatever you saw or did is no longer my concern, but let's be clear, it won't end well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the sequel to SLC Punks, which is UFC Punks. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And, as previously stated, we watched Green Room. Yes, Mr. Green Room, as suggested to us by Green. And it's, uh... And we, and we are Brettless because I think the internet can only handle so much Brett week to week. And we, we had a lot of Brett last episode. <laughs> there was a lot of Brett. It was Brett all over. It was, you know, Brett all the way down. <laughs> yeah, which is more terrifying than it sounds. <laughs> but uh, we look forward to having him back sometime soon, as his schedule permits. But he did not get to watch this movie. So this movie starts at the beginning, like they do. As we as we generally prefer our movies to start. And we meet up with the punk rock band. The Aren't Rights? The Ain't Rights. Ain't Rights. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they, I'm uh... Not sure, I'm not sure if that's a clever play on something. I can't think of anything... It's not close enough to alt-right to be funny, so I don't know what they were going with there. It's just your, your classic punk rock name. I guess. And they're uh, they're in their van taking some kind of nap, nap. <laughs> and they run out of gas, so they uh, they head off. Oh no no, Chris, Chris, please. <laughs> they pan. They they do a, like a helicopter shot of the van that has plowed into a cornfield, which by the way is a capital offense in Iowa, and uh, and they and they cut the in the interior, and everyone's asleep. People start waking up and they're like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" And the guy's like, "The driver's like, oh, I must have fallen asleep at the wheel," and apparently, plowing off the road and through like seven rows of corn doesn't wake this dude up. And apparently, he left the engine running because they were out of gas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Chris is like, oh, "It's like, oh, an atomic bomb went off." Chris is like, "I don't know. It's a little bright outside." It was, it was a little bright. <laughs> I heard something. Captain Understatement over here. <laughs> and they uh, they go steal some gas and head back out to meet up with uh, Mohawk guy. Uh yes, Mister uh, a motorcycle mo motorboat Mohawk is what I I read on her text. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have a little interview before their gig. Where they're talking about what band would be your desert island band. And, okay, so, I'm sorry. If I was the member of a band, and I was really proud of my band and really excited to be in it, wouldn't you say your own band would be your desert island band? Nah, probably not. No? I wouldn't. Um, 
I probably would. If I was, if I liked my, yeah, if I was in a band, I would assume it's because I liked the music we were making well enough. I like a whole lot. So I would say my band. Kind of my desert podcast would be the Game Master's Manifesto. My other podcast. <laughs> that's, that's messed up, Troy. <laughs> and what is your Desert Island podcast, Chris? What is my Desert Island podcast? Yeah. We'll put you on the we'll put you on the spot. I don't know. Come on. People want to know. Our yeah. listeners demand this information, Chris. I can hear it. I can tell. Yeah. Uh, probably Hardcore History by Dan Carlin because they're like five hours long each. <laughs> so you could have a whole lot of time filled with those things. All right. Anyway. They, uh, well, but, you know, they name check a bunch of like metal and punk bands. Yeah. Building their cred. Yeah, somebody definitely took the time to do a little research into the whole thing. And they actually name, you know, punk rock bands and metal bands. They're not like Blink 182 or whatever. No, it's like The Misfits and Slayer and stuff like that. So then they, uh, they go play a gig. Which turns out is a terrible, terrible gig. Well, yeah, because they thought they were playing a club, but Motorboat Mohawk was like, well, there were kind of this issue the last time where a bunch of people got drunk and there was a lot of vomit and feces involved. And so they kind of took away my permit to host live events there. So I booked you another gig. Yeah, and by another gig, he means what appears to be standing in the front of some kind of diner or something. Or, like, Mexican restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> With a bunch of patrons like, what, what? Why is he singing about what he's become? I'm confused. And needless to say, they don't get much of a cut out of that. So they get pretty mad. <laughs> it's like 25 bucks for all of them. Yeah. So uh, one of the guys goes to rough up Motorboat Mohawk. And he's all like, whoa, 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 look. I can get you this gig at my cousin's place. It's a little bit on the uh, skinhead side of things. What'd they say? Like, uh, something in braces. Boots and braces. Boots and, yeah, what's the braces part of it? Suspenders. Uh, okay. Gotcha. And they're like, well, you know, money's money. We're certainly not going to make it very far off this $25. So they head off to the uh, skinhead bar. And in true punk rock style, they decide the very first song they're going to play is Nazi Punk's Fuck Off. Because skinheads should like that. <laughs> yeah. Although I did say these people were more ultra left than alt right. Is that correct? Yeah, that like, was the explanation. around to white supremacist eventually. Yeah, the motorboat mohawk proclaimed them to be way more so far left I guess they circled back around I don't know how that distinction works but yeah I don't either I that's well out of my political spectrum so I don't know and uh needless to say the patrons show their displeasure by you know hucking beer bottles and stuff at them like you do yeah. and then they start singing their other songs and everything turns out okay yeah better at least yeah, and they they head back to the the green room. Yep. And 
And uh, well, actually, they they don't make it to the green room. They're like, oh hey guys, here's your money. Why don't you, if you want to head out, you can just go ahead and head out. You should probably head out. Yeah, now's probably a good time to go when you should be going, which is now. Yep. And then uh, Alley Cat says, oh. I forgot my phone in the green room, and and uh, Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter, uh, says, "I'll go get it," and then goes goes and grabs it, and sees a dead body on the floor with a knife sticking out of its head. Yeah, so he freaks out, grabs the phone, and starts calling nine one one, and uh, turns out the uh, the bar full of murder Nazis isn't super stoked about the idea of having the cops come. Yeah, weird, weird that way. But, I mean, there's nothing illegal about what they're doing, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal, right? Yeah, it's just a dead person. Yeah, well, you know. And so so he, he calls 911, doesn't really get much out, and they hang up the phone. And then the cops call back because you're like, well, you called 911. It was pretty incoherent, so we thought we would check in and see what the fuck you were calling about. And then... Uh, the club manager guy is like, well, I need to report a stabbing. Yep. So, as he's walking off, they manage to corral the band and get them all back in the green room. With the uh, random skinhead number one with a gun holding them there. Mm-hmm. So, it's the band, and it's another chick who apparently was friends with the chick who got stabbed, but she's also a white supremacist. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least but, white supremacist adjacent. Yes, I mean, she, but she is crying a lot about her friend being dead. And as all this is going on, we uh, jump smash cut outside. I don't know what she is hearing that is driving her nuts, but... <laughs> Leia, hey... It's all good. There's nothing there. You can see there's nothing there. Go lay down. Go lay down. Or you can sit there and stare at me. That's good, too. (laughs) She just, she's like, well, there was dogs in the movie, so I should be on the podcast. Yeah, she just (laughs) wants to be part of the team. That's fine. (laughs) <laughs> She's contributing as much as Brett would. Yeah, it's a bunch of noise. <laughs> Doesn't signify much. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Oh, yeah. So, skinhead dude was keeping him there. Then there was other white supremacist chick who was crying because her friend was dead. Mm-hmm. And the club manager heads off to go convince a couple of the, the younger skinheads to stab who each ap- other. Who appeared to be... Twins? Yeah. I mean, I I hate to be racist and say all skinheads look alike to me, but <laughs> these two look really alike to me. <laughs> and so they uh they stab each other. Cops show up and they're like, "Yep, stabbing. See right here, totally a stabbing. No dead chicks anywhere." Nope. And, and so they the haul cops... the two guys off because that's what you do when you're cops and people stab get stabbed. And meanwhile, back in the titular green room, one of the uh, band members turns out is a UFC fighter. 
He manages to armbar the guy with the gun. Yep. And makes him sit crisscross applesauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they get him to empty out his pockets, and he's generally just got a bunch of crap in there, except for maybe a, a box cutter. Yeah. And, and we also find out that they didn't call, just call the cops, but they call the club manager dude called his boss who apparently is like the leader of this white nationalist movement who uh, happens to be Patrick Stewart. Yep. With the very intimidating character name of Darcy. Yeah, yeah. So he's on the scene now. We'll just refer to him as Mr. Darcy. And Mr. Darcy's outside of the room and he's like, hey guys, look, look. Things have gotten a little crazy, alright? We can all admit this isn't great, but uh, maybe just give us the gun, and then, you know, we're not going to murder you or whatever. It's going to be fine. And uh, the team band, they're like, uh, I don't know about all this. Like, this doesn't seem on the level. And he calmly and rationally explains to them that, you know, it'd be a real shame if a bunch of people from out of town caused trouble and we just had to do what we had to do. I mean... Yeah, especially after they stabbed some chick in the head. Yeah, you got that unlicensed handgun in there and everything. I mean, who knows what what that's about. Yeah. (laughs) We're totally not getting a bunch of Nazis together outside right now to, you know, murder you or nothing. Nazis with red bootlaces. Mm-hmm. And they, uh... Which, they, which means that they've gotten their period. Yeah. yeah. It means they're women now. Yep. So they, uh... They come to an arrangement where they're gonna keep the bullets but give up the gun. And then... Step two. And then profit. Yes. <laughs> They're hoping, I think, to de-escalate the situation so maybe they can get out of there without getting their heads shot off. So, uh, needless to say, shock of all shocks, the uh, the Nazi guys are not super trustworthy. What? And they, uh, they fuck up Mr. Anton's hand real hardcore. Yeah, like, they're slashed. Like, they must have just, like, box-cuttered it, like, a few times. Each, yeah, or maybe one of the one of the machetes. Yeah, I don't know, but it's funny because uh, so I was uh, like a minute ahead of Chris in this movie because we watched it in separate places, and so they they put before they hand over the gun, they put crisscross applesauce guy back into an arm bar, and they end up and when uh, Anton Yelchin Yelchin Anton Yelchin Nazi hunter. Um, start screaming the UFCW punk just uh, like just basically breaks the dude's elbow and I was like and I was like oh man that's a fucked up arm right there because I had seen Anton Yelchin's arm after that and Chris thought I was referring to the arm bar until he got the Anton Yelchin Nazi hunter's arm it was like oh no that's what he meant yeah <laughs> Yeah, because it happens in pretty quick succession. Yeah, the popped elbow, the broken elbow looks looks a little gnarly, 
Anton Yelchin, not the hunter's arm, looks really gnarly. Yeah, it's just, it's like flapping around in the breeze. It's barely held on anymore. Yep. But they get the door closed and relocked again. And UFC, UFC Punk puts uh, crisscross applesauce skinhead into a chokehold. And at first, doesn't choke him out all the way. And then so puts him back into chokehold. It's like, how do we know he's out? And bangs the uh, the uh, the chick who whose friend got murdered. And grabs his box cutter and then just slices his belly open like a fish. Yeah, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> it's a little, it's pretty gnarly too. And like she just casually does it. There's no like, there's no like squeamishness about it. She's just like, well, let's see. Well. His guts are all on the outside now, yeah. and he's not screaming about it, so he must be out. <laughs> yeah, I'd say he's probably not getting back up anymore. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so that, so he is dead now. And uh, Team Nazi regroups to come up with a better plan of, you know, trying to cut one guy's hand off, which didn't work for him. And as they're regrouping and kind of hatching this scheme... Getting in touch with people, you know, calling in uh, some extra guys, that sort of stuff. And dogs. The the band, they start smashing at everything, trying to find a, a different egress point. They're smashing in the ceilings and walls, and one of them manages to see some light through a floorboard. So he starts hacking his way through there, and just starts popping these fucking floorboards off like they were just chewing gummed on yeah because someone didn't use a nail gun yeah properly <laughs> and this way that was the tone of disdain you heard because chris knew if a nail gun had been used properly those would have stayed on there's one thing i know it's about proper nail gun operation <laughs> and uh turns out directly below the green room is the secret nazi it's heroin the, bunker it, it's the white powder room yeah <laughs> And they uh they head down, still can't really find a way out down there. So they all uh they grab some duct tape and head back up. And uh, duct tape up Ant- Anton Yelchin Nazi hunter's arm yeah. so that it doesn't fall off or bleed out. And they kind of just decide that like, hey, I mean, looks like we're probably getting murdered, so let's just make a break for it. Maybe at least a couple of us will get out that way. Yeah. And turns out that doesn't go particularly well. Nope. Uh, one dude gets taken down by a dog and has his throat ripped out. So he's not going to be singing too much in a band anymore. Yeah. And one dude makes out a window and then gets box cuttered a whole bunch <laughs> when he when he hits the ground. Yep. And then thanks to some uh quick thinking by Anton I forget the entire title. Yelchin Nazi Hunter. Yelchin Nazi Hunter. He uh makes a feedback loop with the amplifier and guitar or microphone, which apparently makes the dogs go crazy and run away. Apparently, because my dog didn't even wake up to that noise, let alone run away. 
So Although now, maybe that's uh, why she's barking at everything now. So now we're down to Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter. We're down to uh, maybe, you know, from uh, Arrested Development. And we're down to... Alley uh, Cat? Is that, that's who I call Alley Cat, right? Yeah. Okay. And Bangs. And Bangs. They uh, decide to retreat back up to the titular green room again. To, I don't know, hatch some sort of secondary plan? Yeah, well, because they, they don't have any other good plans. So, <laughs> like, let's take up another bad one. <laughs> and they do. They, uh... They're well, that's there. when they, they send in, uh... Cousin Danny, who was their contact from Motorboat Mohawk. Um, he prefers Daniel. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Daniel. Uh... And then, uh, and some other dude whose head is shaved, and uh, they go in there, and then we get the the other big reveal of the movie, which is that uh, the chick with the knife in her head and cousin Daniel were going to uh, run away from the the Nazi camp uh, that night, the Nazi club that night, and never come back. And uh, so Big Worm put a, uh, a a knife in her head. Yep. So uh, Cousin Daniel tells thuggish skinhead number two to go down, go back out, and I don't know, do a, do a thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for him to just shoot the dude in the face. And they, uh... They and they're like, but all the exits are locked. And he's like, and he, so he goes to the bar and he's pulling out shotgun shells from under the bar. And he's like, well, I know something that you guys don't know. And that's where the. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then he gets shot in the face. By a bartender who I, I guess was just hiding behind the bar the whole time. He was one of the guys that was outside. Right. But why was he back in? Because <laughs> he snuck back in because they were going to take him by force. Uh, okay. So that he gets uh, macheted by Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter. Yeah, because uh, Alley Cat like pressed his head up against the wall with a a piece of metal, a metal bar, and uh, and and held him there. And then so Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter, just slit his throat with a machete. It's pretty cool. It was. So now they uh they decide that they're. They got a gun. Fuck it. We're going to make a break right out the front door. Which, uh, goes poorly. Uh, yeah, shockingly enough. Because every time they try to leave, people die. So, Alley Cat gets, uh, mauled by a dog. After shooting its ass. <laughs> yeah. And she tried. Yep. And, um, old Bang, she gets shot in the leg in the process. Yep. So they head back to the green room because that's worked out well in the past. Yep, because where else do you go? And uh, they duct tape over her leg, which I thought was a good touch too. Yeah. So they come up with a plan because Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter, remembers <laughs> the one time they did paintball that like they came up with a plan, and that worked because well. Because they were they were facing a bunch of ex marines. 
So they were outgunned, outmanned, outnumbered, and outplanned. And so they, uh, and they're like, well, I guess we just charge while screaming and kill everyone. And apparently that works. Well, no, no. It's actually the the plan that they they land on is well. That was that was the that was the paintball plan that yeah, worked, which yeah. somehow translates to this plan, which is to Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter, shaves his head and paints himself with some black lines on his face, and hoot hollers a little bit, which confuses the panicky Nazis two and three that come in. Three and, and four. And so he was jump- two and three, yeah. And he jumps down the the heroin hole. <laughs> so one of the <laughs> Nazis goes after him, and the other one stays up there to be up there. Yeah, to to watch over think to make sure that Anton Yelchin, not the hunter, doesn't like circle back and come up out of the hole. And it turns out that Bangs was hiding under the couch cushions. And she uh, does what she does best, and box cutters a guy to goddamn death. Yeah, slits his like slits his throat, and but like slits over one like cartoid artery and over the other cartoid artery, <laughs> like with two slices, like real quick. Like she's like a like a surgeon with that thing. <laughs> and then she uh, kicks him down the hole, manages to get a handgun, takes a couple well, of shots. And, and she like counts the number of shots the shot that the panicky Nazi number two is taking because he only has three shots. Yeah. And then you know. And so she makes him throw away like all of his shots. Yeah. She does a pretty uh a pretty cool thing with uh. Stab girl. Yeah. Where she uh tricks him into thinking that she's coming down, but really it's a corpse. Yeah, so he shoots the legs on the corpse, thinking that's her, and he wastes another sh- and throws away one of his shots. And uh, old uh, Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter, has a pocket full of shells for rallying around <laughs> his family. <laughs> and he's trying to load the shotgun. They're one him and panicky Nazi Please. number two are trying to load the shotgun and get it from each other simultaneously. Yep. But old Bangs drops down and motherfucking just executes this guy. Like double taps him, like once in the back of the neck and once in the back of the head. Yeah, just <laughs> pop, pop. And she looks kind of like shocked and like, I, I shot him. I'm like, you just fucking sliced a dude's belly open and sliced a dude's neck open and you're worried about shooting someone? Yeah, it seems like a weird distinction to make at this point in the day, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess because it... it feels I'm sure it feels different killing someone with a box cutter versus a gun not that I would know and uh, so maybe that's what it was it was just a funny like little aside that she had so they uh they head up out of the heroin bunker where uh the club promoter guy who's been on cleanup detail at this point he sees them and he's like okay so this looks like it's not gonna go great for me uh, how about I'll turn myself in? If you don't mind okay, I, me? Yeah, he says he wants to go to jail, I guess, rather than die. Yeah, which, I mean, that seems like a, a decent option I would explore at that point. I mean, I'm sure he has lots of white supremacist friends in jail, so, you know, I mean, he'll at least he'll know people. 
And so they uh, they head off to the woods to go run away slash get their final vengeance. And they uh, they come upon where they've taken the van and all the corpses and whatnot. And they see that the whole scheme they've been hatching is to try to set it up to make it look like they broke onto this dude's property and were stealing gas from him. So dogs mauled them and or they were shot and stabbed repeatedly. Yeah. Well, they were trying to avoid gunshots if at all possible. And they uh, they managed to get the upper hand on the remaining uh, Nazis. And uh, Including and, Mr. Darcy. Yep. And at this point, Bangs is not taking no shit from nobody anymore. She's yeah. tasted that sweet bloodlust and now she can't get enough. She becomes Bang Bangs. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I don't know, just making Chris just hate my jokes. <laughs> yeah, you're good at it. <laughs> so, uh, they've now got Dog Guy, Panicky Nazi number four, and Darcy all kind of at gunpoint. Uh, Dog Guy goes to say something and just gets shot in the guts yeah. for his trouble. Yeah, she's like, I told you not to talk. Bam. <laughs> yeah. Nazi kid, you got shot also. Yep. And now, uh... Mr. Now Darcy. Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter, says, you don't look so scary in the daytime. This has all been some kind of horrible, fucked up nightmare. And Darcy says, yeah, you're Mr. telling Darcy. me... Yeah, he says, yeah, for both of us, or whatever. And they decide that that should be the last thing that fucking asshole ever says. <laughs> and they shoot him full of holes. Yeah, well, he does pull out a gun. He tries. And try, to, try to shoot at them. And they, they shoot him in the forehead, and there's like like a spurt of blood out of his forehead. And I was like, I don't know if like your brain pan spurts. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I'm not sure. But, whatevs. Yeah. And then they pan across the inside of the van, and they have a uh, the the third book from the Dragonlance trilogy, Dragons of Spring Dawning. Springs Dawning. Which you can tell from the back cover, because it's green, and it's got the Dragonlance, like, Celtic knot symbols on it. You can tell. <laughs> yes, I can tell. And uh, we end on Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunter, saying he's finally figured out what his Desert Island band is. And Bang's telling him, tell somebody who gives a fuck. Yep. And then they cut to credits and music. I still think he was going to say, the ain't rights, because then he'd have all his friends with him again. Yeah, that that's not, I don't think that's how that works. I don't, I mean, he would just listen. They'd still, they'd still be dead at it, the hands of Nazis. But he could hear his friends and remember them, as opposed to Ozzy Osbourne or something. Queensryche or yeah. whatever. Yeah. No one wants any silent lucidity. So that's Green Room. Yay! Thank you, Mr. Green. So what do you think, Mr. Troy? I liked it. Uh, lots, lots and lots of good tension. Because you like... You know, every time that there's a conflict, basically someone's going to die. 
and it is oftentimes the people you want to live. So every time they start planning another confrontation, you're like, fuck, who's going to get it now? You know, and early on, Anton Yelchin, Nazi Hunter, gets all sliced up, and so you're like, fuck, is he even going to make it to this movie? Like, he's the second biggest name they have in here. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, I could just see them offing him here, like, in the next couple scenes, just because. <laughs> so that was really good. So everyone, there was, at no time did I say, oh, well, they're going to be safe. That's fine. It was never fine, which was great. Um, I expected Bangs to turn on them at some point because I expected her to have been uh, like, well, yeah, they the, the fuckheads killed my friend and all, but I'm still a white supremacist and I don't want all my other friends to be picked up on murder charges, so I'm going to betray this group at some point to, to, to fuck them over. And that obviously did not happen, which was fun, but it seemed like a real possibility. So, and then I just liked how reasonable Patrick Stewart always sounded, even though he is like, you know, a crazy white supremacist asshole. But he just, he sounds reasonable. He sounds nice. Everything he says, you know, kind of has a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a, a in fact, maybe we should listen to it just in case. So you could totally see how, uh, how he built up some kind of white supremacist movement around himself. So, I really enjoyed it. How about you, Mr. Chris? No, watch it. That's why I'm giving the rating is, watch it. I also enjoyed it. It was real good. It is super tense almost the entire time. Even before shit really pops off, the fact that they open, as soon as they open up with the Nazi punks fuck off song... You're just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's probably going to end poorly. You don't realize how poorly. But from that moment on, it's just super tense the entire time. The People get mangled in this thing. It's not yep. a lot, but when it happens, it's brutal every time. From the guy getting gutted to the dogs chewing on people to Anton Yelchin, Nazi hunters, wrist being all jacked up. They do a real good job of that visceral kind of hit whenever something happens, which just, yeah, like you, just yeah, ratchets you see it, it all up like, more. Yeah, you see it and you're like, oh, fuck, that's a serious wound. <laughs> it, yeah. it It is a really good movie. It's definitely way more of a, like a crime thriller than your uh, average horror movie, but I'd say definitely watch this if you haven't already. Which I honestly, I mean, if you like anything like this, you've probably already seen it. We're just behind the times, man. Yeah. We have too many weirdo Japanese movies to watch. Yes, or horrible animated dog fucking movies. Yeah, but I say watch it. It's definitely worth your time. And you can get it with your Prime membership for free right now, so... Yeah. Even better. You have... The only reason you have not to watch it is I don't have enough time. Yeah, and find 95 minutes. And next up, I believe we're going to do From Dusk Till Dawn. As recommended by us, because we were like, let's watch a good good movie that we want to (laughs) watch. 
even even though it's coming after Green Room, which is also a good movie, so that's not so bad. But true. <laughs> but I love Ethan from Dust Till Dawn, so I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be fun. So what if somebody else has a recommendation for us? Well, there are numerous ways you can get in touch with us. There is our Facebook page at facebook.com slash slaughterhouseprincess. Uh, you can email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter presence at slaughterprince, which is slaughterprincess with no vowels in princess. You can go to our subreddit at r slash podcast. Uh, we have a Discord server that we are active on at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, if you have money that is literally burning holes in your pockets, you could get rid of it at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Um, I, I am missing... Uh, we have Stitcher, iTunes, Google Music. Those are places you can find our, our episodes ready for easy podcast, or podcast listening. Or else you can go to our website at slaughterhouseprincess.com, which has them all there as well, plus some other fun things. Um, I believe that is everything now. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot the website again. Almost. So come back next time where we're going to do some Dust Till Dawn. Yes. And if you can find a better podcast, fuck it. Hold on. <laughs> Leia does not like skinheads. It's apparent. <laughs> <laughs>